Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. My name is Robin. I am college educated. I have three degrees. I live in remote Montana with my daughter, who is now a tween, and we have lived on our property. Our property has been in the family since the 40s, and um, my daughter and I have lived here, well, I've lived here since 2007. My daughter was born in 2009, and we have been having daily, as hard as that is to believe, we've been having daily Sasquatch encounters of one kind or another since 2012. Our family has been experiencing encounters as long as we've had the property. We've had the property since the 1940s. My grandparents purchased it and we just didn't know what was going on. My mother was actually the first person to have a sighting here. For those who have listened to previous episodes, it it was a little unkind what happened. I was in a full-blown panic because I had seen Sasquatch on the property. This was in 2012. And I had heard something on the roof. We have a metal roof. The roof was crumpled. Branch breaks that are 12 feet up, banging hard slaps on the house, um, finding footprints all over. And my daughter started telling me about her hairy friends that would come to the window at night. My parents didn't live here, but they would come and visit and help me with my daughter. And I was telling them about what was going on. And my mom kind of made was making fun of me. Little did I know that she had actually seen a Sasquatch in the bathroom window and had seen one when she was outside. We have a field and at the time it wasn't fully mowed, but she was out mowing what little lawn we had and she saw a Sasquatch kneeling in the tree line watching her and she did not tell me about this. And this was about oh gosh, between six months and a year prior to my sighting. And she just never said anything and was kind of making fun of me when I was telling her what was going on here. Then she did finally admit to seeing Sasquatch. And as far as the activity level that started going on, initially it was, we would have activity, I'd say, pretty much daily 
but it would be like at night mostly. Once my mom admitted to me that what she saw and what had happened, we had activity day and night and it was just constant. And I was here alone with my daughter. My aunt would come up. She would sit with me because I was so scared to even be in the house by myself. So my aunt would come and sit with me and we would just hear constant banging on the house, slapping on the house, tapping on the windows, but more like a, not like a tap, like a fingernail tap. It would be like a, like how you would tap with the pads of your fingers on the window. And it was just constant. And it, my level of anxiety was so high and my level of fear was so high because I didn't realize I didn't know what they wanted. I knew what was going on, but I didn't understand who can, you know, and there was a period where I didn't even stay in my house. I would just come during the day with people to let my dog out and to feed my other animals that we have. And then I would leave and sleep at my aunt's house. And it wasn't until I decided that enough was enough. We have a, an island on our property. We have just acres of riverfront property. And I went everywhere on that property. I was so scared. And I, I went everywhere and I said, this is not okay. You need to stop this. This is where I live and you need to stop because you're scaring me. And you're, my daughter was never scared, but I said, you're scaring me and this isn't okay. As crazy as it sounds, once I did that and I said it with authority, it calmed down. I can't remember if at that time I told them, like I gave them parameters as to what was not scary to me and what they could do. And I remember saying, I don't know what you are, but I know that you're not bad because you haven't hurt me and you haven't hurt my daughter, but I don't know what you want. But if you want like a relationship or you want to teach me something about you, this isn't the way to do it. And I said, you know, if you want to knock on the house, that's fine, but not all the time. And they would constantly leave me things. One of the first gifts that they left was in the middle of a rainstorm. And it was like a torrential downpour. My dog had a Frisbee that was out in the middle of our field. And the Frisbee came back and was suddenly under the porch with a flower on it. That's when I kind of figured out that they're smart and that they know empathy. They knew that I was upset and it, I took it as kindness, like a gesture of kindness. I was just telling Vic that I was thinking about how, how long it would take to talk about what's going on. And I thought, oh, probably not very long. Then I had to pause and I remember that what we have going on here is not normal what I consider normal and not significant is significant to other people who don't have this going on. Pretty much our regular is daily. We have house slaps and we'll go out and talk to them because usually that means that they're outside. And when I hear that house slap, I actually feel really happy like seeing a friend it's like if a friend knocked on your door. So I go outside and I'll start talking to them. And if they slap on the side of the house, like I'll know where they're slapping and I'll just go to the area where they are 
and just start talking to them. It's really interesting. Sometimes we hear almost like disjointed conversation where it's not necessarily the samurai talk that people hear, but it's like people talking that you can barely hear and you strain your ear to try and hear and you can't quite make out the conversation. But I can pick out words with what I'm hearing. And I don't know if that's something like, I don't know what it's called when people look at a bush and they see things. If it's like some kind of auditory, like you hear something that sounds familiar, so you make it into a familiar word. I don't know if that's going on, but I will hear what I believe are are words, English. And my aunt, when she was here, she speaks Cherokee and she would hear Cherokee. And in fact, it was funny because I didn't know that she spoke Cherokee. When we would walk out in the woods, when this was happening, she's Southern and she just doesn't take anything from anybody. And she's a small little tiny Southern woman. And she marched out there and we heard this talking and she's like, honey, that's Cherokee. (laughs) And I had no idea that she spoke Cherokee, but that's what she was hearing was Cherokee kind of jumping all over. But so from a linguistic uh, standpoint, I'm not sure what languages they speak, but I've heard language that sounds like our language that sounds like developed words, whether it's Cherokee or it's definitely not that fast samurai chatter that I've heard. This is slowed down speech and whether they slow it down for us to try and help us understand, I don't know, but we definitely hear words. I've heard other people talk about this as well, but when this first started happening, my daughter was very young. Like I said, she's very, very young she would tell me about her hairy mommy that wants her to come out and play. She drew pictures and she always has called them the friends and she drew pictures of them and couldn't really spell, but kind of phonetically like drew out friends. And she would just tell me, you know, that her hairy mommy wanted her to go outside. And I thought, why do they want her to go outside? What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But then I came to realize that people that experience this, it sounds kooky, but they do this thing where they can inflict feeling on you. And some people call it a love zap. But once you feel it, it is the most incredible feeling of love. It's like their emotion is like our emotions on steroids. And it's almost to the point where you, your body can't handle it. I've heard people say that it makes your, when they're around them and they have a negative experience, that their body, they feel it in their body and that it's such an intense fear. I have felt that. I have also felt this intense love that is so big that it makes me cry because I don't know what else to do because it's such a big, powerful feeling. And I understood the relationship a little bit more because I think that for her, for kids, once I figured out that that was what was going on, that she just felt this much love because I've felt that as well. I knew that they weren't going to hurt us and I had to kind of get past that fear. And once I did, it was like the whole world opened up. That's when I started seeing them. They weren't just peeking in. Like for a while, I would take a bath at night when my daughter was asleep and I would see their face. They would look at me in the bathtub, not in a creepy way, just like show me their face. And I think it was the younger ones because the face looked younger. The younger ones almost do look like a very, like a young chimp almost, or like a young gorilla. They have more, to me, it looks less human and it looks more primate with the little ones, but that's what I would see. So I think it was just little ones that were curious, but once I internally, once I changed my, I guess my attitude and my energy shifted, we started seeing them, my daughter and I, all the time. There is a, I guess, the leader of the group that lives here, and he's white. We call him Monty, and he's white. He's huge. He's like, I'd say, between 11 and 12 feet. He's very, very large. I had an F-150, and he's as wide as that F-150. He's just enormous. They look like a linebacker on steroids. Their bodies are human-like. The only difference I would say is their femurs look a lot longer and their tibia fibia look shorter and their arms reach down a lot longer. They have proportionately longer arms than we do. They have a neck, but it doesn't look like they have a neck because their neck muscles, this is my theory, from what I see and I see them in the daylight close. I can tell that they have a neck, but it doesn't look like it because the, I think it's the trapezius muscle between your, the base of your skull and your shoulder. It looks like it's so overdeveloped. And I don't know if that's 
like a survival thing because it makes them less prone to getting injured. But that's so large that it looks like they don't have a neck. What I see here, they don't have a cone. They don't have like a, a conical head. It's rounded. Their mouths are really, really wide and they have really skinny lips and their teeth look like chiclets and their teeth are very well kept. Their teeth look better than most people I see. They're very white and they look like chiclet gum. They're very square. Their mouths are just huge. They're just huge. And the space between the top of their like kind of non-existent lip and the base of their nose, it looks a lot bigger than ours. It looks like there's a lot more space there. And their noses look, it's hard to explain. It's not flat, like how some people describe them as being very, very flat. Like if you took all of the hair off of their face, to me, they look like what I would imagine Native Americans to look like, only different because they're, I'm trying not to sound racist, but their their noses look like Native Americans, kind of like Navajos, like what I've seen in people that are Navajo. And they do have more of a flare with their nostrils, but it varies from Sasquatch to Sasquatch, just like how it does with people. Um, Monty's skin is very rough. It looks like someone who's been in the sun a lot and he has facial hair and his brow is a lot thicker than ours and sticks out just a little bit, not like a Neanderthal, but it's more prominent than us. And the forehead space is significantly less than ours. And he does have hair, hair, definitely not fur, it's hair and it's meticulously groomed he's solid white and it sounds odd just like the teeth it fascinates me his fingernails are not gnarly they're not like how you would picture someone living primitive like if i go dig in the dirt my fingers are more dirty than his and my hands look worse than his it's like he has pristine fingernails they don't look cracked to me or anything like that. And they look like they're perfectly groomed, not like a manicure, but you can see nail ridges. Maybe they bite them off. I don't know, but it's not like they're broken off. They don't have sharp edges or anything like that. They're very well, I guess, very well groomed is how I would describe them. Their eyes are very large and they're round, but They're not like our eyes where they're kind of like an ellipse. They're not like that. They're round, but they're just a little bit off of being round from what I see. And I have seen them where they look backlit and they're very bright yellow. I've seen them very bright, like a green. And Lily has seen them blue. I have not seen that. And it's very strange because when I look at Monty and I see them during the day, it's almost like a flashlight where they can turn them on and off, I think, because when I see them, their eyes are brown, not black brown, but they're brown and they're very, very pretty. 
they don't have much of a sclera, the white part. I've seen eyelashes, but they're not prominent like ours are, but they're more expressive. They're so expressive. I really like to see them during the day because then I can really see them. It is like, if you can imagine seeing somebody that you love more than anything on earth, the person that you love the most, that you treasure the most, when I see them, that's the feeling that I get from them. It's so hard to articulate. People are going to think that it's crazy, but it, it's just this feeling of absolute pure love. It's the purest love because they don't have anything to gain from me. It's just this love. I think that they have such uncomplicated emotions. Their feelings are bigger than ours. It's the best way to describe it. But I have gotten this feeling like of just so much love that it makes me cry. I don't know why. I think part of it might be because you feel this intensity and it overfills you. It's almost like how when people get scared, they pee. It's like that in in reverse, where you feel so much love that you just cry because you don't know what else to do. But when I'm outside, you will feel like this love. And I'll look up and look into the tree line and there's either Monty, we call another one, Neveka, and she's the one that Lily calls her hairy mommy. We'll see her and she is like a chocolatey cinnamony color. She's significantly smaller than him. She is, I'd say between maybe eight and a half, nine feet tall. When they get that tall, it's kind of hard to gauge like the exact height. The only way that I can is because there's this tree by my daughter's room that they like to stand by. And I know that there's this branch that they broke that's exactly almost 12 feet tall. It's like a little under 12 feet, but Monty's a little bit taller. And this Navaca is about a couple feet lower than that. So that's how I can tell. And it's almost like when you see a couple, like now women are so much taller, but when you see pictures of a couple where there's a very athletic man who's very tall and a woman that maybe comes up to his shoulder or like jaw, that's the height difference between he and her. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When she's around, it's so lovely. I've heard people describe like a sulfur smell and other scents. But when she's around, it smells like jasmine. It smells like earth. It smells really, really good when she's around. That's kind of how we know when they're around, we'll look and there they are in in the tree line. And she looks like him, only her face, it's softer and her skin is softer. Kind of like how when you see a man who's been out in the sun a lot, but then you see a woman and you can tell the difference between the skin, like her skin just is softer and smoother and her face is a lot softer. The bone structure is softer. They have very, very high cheekbones. And she's just, she's just beautiful. You know, she's just very, very pretty. Her hair is, it's not like long and flowy. Like it's not Kim Kardashian hair where it's long. Some pieces of it seem to come down to her shoulders. So it's longer than Monty's. And then some of the other males that we see here, but it's always perfectly groomed. And she does get braids in her hair where we'll see not like a thick braid, but little braids in her hair just on her head. But they do have longer hair along their arms. Like if they lifted up their arm, it would almost be like kind of like an orangutan length hair, I think would be a good comparison. Some of it's a little bit shorter, but it's like that. But with her, this Monty's lips look almost non-existent. And she seems to have a little bit more of a, of a lip than he does. So the stories about some of the things that have been happening around here lately, they are pranksters and they like to pull fast ones on us all the time. They take are things. They're like the borrowers. If you ever saw the movie, The Borrowers that lived in someone's house and they took everything, that's what happens here. And it's very hard to believe because we don't even know how this happens, but they will take things from inside the house and we will find them other places or they'll get replaced, only they're empty. A point in case is with lipsticks. We will have like lipsticks go missing. We'll have other things go missing like clothing or like my mom had sunglasses go missing. She couldn't find these sunglasses for a very long time. And then suddenly in the drawer where they went missing, here's a pair of sunglasses, but they're not her sunglasses. They're clearly somebody else's sunglasses that look like her sunglasses, but they're not but they're replaced. We have had that happen where lipstick will go missing. Well, my lipstick will go missing and suddenly it'll come back and it'll have like 
you can see where someone took a fingernail or something and dug it out of the lipstick bullet. It's replaced, but it's just all gone. Um, my daughter had Bonnie Bell lip gloss and in different flavors. And we would see little tiny teeth marks in the lip glosses because they're flavored. So they taste good. They would go missing. They'd come back, but they'd be half gone with little teeth marks. And it's just bizarre things like that that would happen. I bought some ice cream and it was in the freezer. And then I went into the garage. That's where our big freezer is. I went into the garage and suddenly it wasn't in the freezer. I opened our refrigerator out there and it was in the refrigerator and nobody had moved that ice cream. So it's things like that that happen around here that's just there's no explanation for it at all. You can't understand how somebody so big could come in a house and not wreck it and yet find things like lipstick, like sunglasses, like they take hats and things like that that just go missing and then they'll come back or it'll be a hat that's similar. But it's one of those things where you we can't understand how they can do this. And if you talk to other people, you just don't talk to other people. I have a group of people that I will talk to about this that also have habituation going on at their homes where the same thing is happening to them. So I know that I'm not crazy and I know that I'm not misplacing these things and they can't explain it either. And we have even had one incident with this friend of mine who lives in Tennessee And I met him through a Sasquatch habituation group with families that have this going on. In this group, we have posted like missing things. And I just said, hey, if anybody has seen these things, and it was like my daughter had all these little bath toys that disappeared. And I said, they kind of look like this. This man took a picture of, I think it was like five toys that had gone missing they were my daughter's toys, but he lives in Tennessee. And it was the strangest thing. And then my lipstick, it's called Bite Lipstick, and it has a very distinctive lipstick bullet, very distinctive colors. And they went missing. And I said, you know, my lipstick went missing. And this man took a picture of the inside of his washer or his dryer. Inside the dryer was this red here was the lipstick bullet, my lipstick bullet. We had no idea how it got there because I live in Montana and he lives in Tennessee and we have no idea how it got there. But we hear very similar things from other people. The other thing that has happened is we've been getting like rocks on our front porch. They're not from around here, they're not river rocks. We have river rocks, but they're not river rocks. They're almost like agates that are polished stone. And I don't have them. My daughter doesn't have them. I'm 90% sure that with my dog, I have a huge Great Dane, that there's nobody that's going to be nuts enough to leave me rocks on the door, but we'll get rocks. The latest that has happened to us is this fall in October, I was outside staining the house. Like I said, we live out in the middle of nowhere. 
I heard and saw this little tiny kitten, but it was so skittish I couldn't catch it. But I know that unless someone dropped off that kitten, but I would have seen them drop it off, there's no way that this kitten would have survived. It was tiny. It was maybe like four to five weeks old, just tiny, 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 but so skittish that I couldn't catch it. So I spent hours, couldn't catch it that day. The next day I went out and he was by my front door. Couldn't catch him. I left food out and finally got a hold of him. Vic, this cat, it was just a little skeleton. I live where there's mountain lions, there's bobcats, there's everything under the sun here. And there's no logical way that this kitten, as tiny as it was and as skinny as it was and as cold as it was, there's no way that this kitten would have lived and survived overnight. I am. 99.9% convinced that they brought us this kitten. We have had instances where we have other kittens, they're older now, but when they were kittens, they would disappear. Like we wouldn't be able to find them. And every night I locked my garage door and these kittens would be inside. We don't let them outside and they would be gone. They're not hiding anywhere. My daughter got to the point where she would just say, look, friends, if you have the kitten, just please just leave it in the garage because we would spend hours trying to find them, couldn't find them, wake up the next day and we would literally hear mewing in the garage, the locked garage, open the door and here would be one of the kittens looking really shocked, like its eyes were the size of saucers and its fur, this one is fluffy and its fur looked like it'd been licked, like it was wet and it looked like it had been groomed. And I realized that I sound insane, but there's absolutely no explanation. It's my daughter and I hear she doesn't know what key to open the garage. There's no way that she would do something like that. It's just things like that where it's just very very unusual. But for us, as crazy as it sounds, things like that are kind of our normal because these cats will still go missing and then we'll find them in the garage the next morning. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you've had a Bigfoot sighting and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. I'd love to hear from you. One of the other things that happens quite a bit that's more, I guess, not in the woo-woo, but that's a normal thing that people talk about is having branches broken and woven. Quite regularly, I'll go outside and just find new spots where branches have been broken 10 to 15 feet up in the air and woven back onto other trees if they're big enough or woven back and wrapped around so that they're not broken like a harsh break where it's pointy, but it's kind of like wrapped. 
it's almost like weaving. We also have dogmen on our property, but there's a big difference between how the Sasquatch weave and do things with trees and with grass and bushes and other things. And we'll even find ribbons interwoven on our property. The dogman will break it off like how you would just snap something in half. And the Sasquatch, I have not seen them break something like that. It's always woven and bent. It's like an art. Looks really pretty and, and gentle is how I kind of imagine it. Of the other things that we've done. So maybe eight years ago, my daughter had a birthday party. And her birthday falls around Easter. She used to love to have parties where we took the Easter eggs and hid candy or like quarters in them and hide them in our field when we didn't have snow for her friends to find for parties. And lately, we have been getting those eggs. I have potted plants in the front of the house, like pots for flowers and stuff. And we'll be finding those in there. But they look kind of wet, like the plastic looks a little bit like faded. And, you know, they've been out there for a long time. So I don't know if they're just finding them or if they've held on to them that long. But the candy's still in there. The money's still in there. It's like they're just returning these things. It's just strange. I think I've said this before, but having company over is a bit of a nightmare sometimes. Because if they really like someone, they'll start banging on the side of the house when we have company. And it's hard to explain the bangs away because it's very loud. It's very loud house slapping. And it's not like you can just say, oh, the house is adjusting. It's hard to kind of come up with an excuse as to why your house is being slapped or why there's that loud noise. There aren't trees really that would hit our house. But I've had that happen so many times where I have friends over and it sounds kooky, but they like who they like and they will bang on the side of the house if it's someone where they're, they feel like their energy is good and stuff. It's kind of embarrassing because I'm like, they'll say, well, what was that? Oh, the house is settling. Really? It doesn't sound like the house is settling. It sounds like something flat out hit the side of your house. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what that would could be. You know, you just try to explain it away, but we just have things like that happen. My daughter has had friends over and they will see them in the tree line where her friends will say, there's some man in the, in the woods, but he looks like he's really tall. And I'll say, maybe it's a shadow. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. It's just instances like that. It just becomes hard to explain. And it's almost embarrassing because You don't know, like when you have people over, what's going to happen. It's kind of like a crapshoot. That's pretty much what's been going on here. It's just our kind of our regular with these house slaps and seeing them quite frequently. They're just always around and we're always finding things. They're always gifting us. We do not gift them. They seem to just borrow what they like. They give us scarves. I've gotten scarves. I don't know where they got it from, but I do not wear anything that I get from them in public because the town that we live in is very small. And I just think like, 
if I wear this, how am I going to explain like how I got their scarf? If it's something that's in a drawer or who knows where they get these things, but that's kind of our life in a nutshell here. And they still like to play with my dog. He'll go outside and he'll come back tired and he'll have big oily handprints on his back. It's never a dull moment here, Vic. (laughs) It sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like it's nonstop around there all the time. I don't know how you could ever get used to that. It's taken me a long time to get used to it. And now it's so normal for us that when I have new friends come over or people that don't know what's going on, it's hard to have new people come over Because if something happens, I don't want to explain to them what's going on nine times out of 10 for obvious reasons. But it's so normal to us because there's such a comfort level between their family and and our family that when we have people come over, like I said, if they like them, they'll make it very known that they like them. Yeah, I can only imagine how difficult it would be to explain away some things they do. There are a lot of things they do, I'm sure, that you just flat out cannot explain away. Yeah, the main one is I had a friend over one time and she used to house sit for me. We were sitting in the living room and they started slapping the house. They were crouched by a window and she saw and she said, what's that? And then it disappeared when she turned around and I finally fessed up to her and I said, you know, you're going to think I'm crazy, but this is what's going on. And she goes, Oh my God, I feel so much better now. And I thought, what, what do you mean? You don't think I'm crazy. And she goes, no, when I would house sit, the cat would be outside and I knew I didn't let it out. The water would be running inside and I knew that I didn't turn it on. She said, I thought someone was messing around with me and someone else had the keys because windows would be open when she locked and shut them. It was so refreshing because she said, I don't know how to explain this, but I know that if you didn't give someone the key, unless your house is really haunted by some pretty powerful poltergeist, then this is the only explanation. Well, I'm glad she understood that that helped quite a bit. It really did. I'm pretty lucky because the friends that I have told know that I don't lie and that it's hard for me to tell them. I think that that's why they believe me is because they know that I I don't lie. And why would anybody make this up? Because it's so fantastical. Well, it goes without saying that's a good circle of friends you have. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I'd say you are. Living in the middle of nowhere the way you do, Robin, have they ever protected you from malevolent people that you know of? Yes, I believe they have. I think how some people say that they feel sick when they're around? Well, we have uh, radiant heat. And in order to fix it, you have to go underneath the house. These people that came to fix it, I will preface this by saying that I get along with 99.9% of people and I very rarely lose my cool. And my mother was here and we were trying to explain to these people what was going on with the heat because the heat was out and it was very, very cold. It was um, almost below zero. These people were just jerks. I mean, they were just jerks. They were really condescending to my mom and I lost it on them. And all of a sudden, right after I blew my fuse with them, 
they both turned ashen and they looked really, really sick. I didn't feel sick. My mom didn't feel sick, but she noticed it too, that they did not look well. They literally looked like the color had drained from their face. I think that what happened was that the friends knew what was going on and that they got zapped with whatever it is that they do that makes people not feel well. It makes people fearful. I think that these two men got a dose of that. I know, I just know that they have protected that little kitten that we have. There's no explanation as to how it survived. Also with my daughter, um, when she was younger, she had MRSA on the bottom of her foot and she was hospitalized for several days for almost a week and a half. And when she was released, she had a literal hole in the bottom of her foot when she was sent home. And she was sent home with an ointment to help promote tissue granulation so that that would heal. Well, when I got her home, I always talked to the friends and I said, if there's any way that you can help, please help because this is so painful for her. And she wasn't supposed to walk on it. And she was just little within three days that was completely granulated over with new skin. And when I took her to the doctor, the doctor was just baffled because he said that he can't explain how this healed so rapidly. And I just kind of said, well, maybe it's the power of prayer. I had people praying for maybe, maybe that's it. And I can send you those pictures. I know I've got them on my phone, but literally within three days, her foot was significantly better. She had new tissue over that hole. And um, I know that they've done other things to protect us as well. I don't know what else they do, but I know that they do a lot. We haven't had, we used to have mountain lions on our property. We don't have them anymore. We just don't have predators here. I think that they do protect us from other things that are within the cryptid world. I think that we're being protected from that. I just think that they do a lot more than what we know, what we see, and what we can explain. Sounds like you're in really good hands. Who needs armed guards around when you have them looking out for your back? Exactly. I agree. <laughs> They're huh. the best bodyguards in the business. Yeah, that they are. And listening to you talk about what happened to the repair techs who are being jerks, it makes you wonder if they can't target specific people in a group with their infrasound. I think they can because my brother has been at our house and my brother and I were standing in close proximity to each other outside and he felt the love zaps that they send where you just feel just that intense love and you know that it's not self-generated. It's definitely something that as a human being, I have never felt I love my daughter and I've never felt that. It's just a very different feeling. It's an overwhelming feeling. And my brother has felt that when I was standing next to him and I have not. So I, I think that they can. I think that it can be targeted because like with the repairman, I didn't feel anything and I didn't even really sense that they were around but you could very definitely see that both of them at the same time turned very ashen and did not look well. Wow. Yeah, it does make you wonder. 
And thank goodness they give you the friendly version of that infrasound. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I'd say too. Well, Robin, it's about time for us to call it. But before we do, I just want to thank you so much for coming back on to update us on everything. Oh, thank you for having me, Vic. I really like coming on because as I told you before, you know, we have such a positive experience with them here and they truly are an integrated part of our lives now on the daily. And it's so wonderful to have the opportunity to safely share our experiences and to kind of help educate people that you know, despite some of the more negative encounters that people have, and I feel so bad that people have those, that there are people like me who have this going on where it's a really positive, I don't know, like an opening into a a totally different world that they afford us. So thank you for being a conduit for people like me. Well, you know, you're welcome. Yeah, like I told you before, I'm just so glad that They're so affable towards you, and you have such a good situation there. Thank goodness. I agree. I've heard some other ones that aren't so good, so I think we're very lucky. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, I'd definitely say that's the case. But having said that, thanks again so much for your time. Have a great night. That's it for another episode of Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio with Vic Cundiff. If you've had a Sasquatch encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.